0: Welcome back to another podcast episode of CFFL HQ. You can find all of these engaging episodes uh, of this podcast at cfflhq.com. Today, in our third installment, uh, first time kind of going down memory lane here, we are going to talk about the greatest CFFL game in the history of the CFFL. It was epic. I wonder if people even remember it. It's actually recent. Um, you know, there were a lot of games over the years that we could look at. Uh, you go all the way back uh, to the beginning when Brian G. won on a uh, reverse against JH in the inaugural um, CFFL title. Um, The commission won one year with Robert Griffin the third knocked out, uh, due to a concussion. Um, that wasn't necessarily so good as it was unfortunate. Um, you have some great upsets along the way. Uh, Brad A, um, probably with the most improbable victory over Justin B in 2013. And then not too far behind that would be, uh, the godfather himself, Christian M, uh, slaying the all-time dragon and uh, Jeremy P in 2018. Great contests in all of these games. But I'm going to – and we will get back into some of those uh, matchups in later podcasts. But I wanted to kind of start this with a bang because – the first podcast was just more about, hey, this is what we're going to discuss. The second one kind of giving you an update on what the year is going to look like. But here we really actually get into something totally epic and I'm trying to drag it out to see if people remember this. But this is one of our hard luck losers and and one of our all time favorites. Um to put this in perspective, even including all the three ways in the playoffs, this was still the sixth highest-scoring game in CFFL history, by far the highest-scoring game of a two-team uh, matchup. And when you look at the next closest Playoff matchup. I think the next closest was like 100 points below this one. And only one time has someone scored. One other time has someone scored over 250 points in a playoff game and lost. And that number was 252. Before that, it's uh, in the low 230s, I believe. 233 points was the only other time that somebody lost. Like, this shows you how improbable uh, this loss was. And I'm talking about the semifinals in 2021 when future champion Jeremy P is taking on Brian S. Final score 312.8 to 302.7. The second and fourth highest playoff totals in CFFL history. Um, The other two, interestingly, came uh, in three ways. But when you are looking at this, 312.8 points for Jeremy. This was in the semifinals 2021. And Brian S. at 302.7, the next closest, game was christian's defeat of jeremy in 2018 in the semifinals 259, 254.9 to 252.7 both of these teams eclipsed 300 the next closest after that jeremy defeating pino in 2021 another tough loser Jeremy, 277.3 to 217.2 for Pino, 495, 494.5 points. And then after that, um, you have Jeremy who, again, um, you know, in a more dominating fashion, Jeremy beat Brian S in the 2016 semis, um, 313.6 313.6 to 172.1. So that one, you know, that one was a little bit more skewed. But when you look at that 2021 matchup, okay, it is. Let's go, let's go position by position here. You got Brian S starting future Pats lover, um, Bailey Zappi, a quarterback, 67.4. You think getting a score like that up front, Easy victory. Jeremy matches him right back. Bryce Young, 72.4. He's 31 for 559, five touchdowns. Zappi, 39, 476 touchdowns, but two interceptions. Okay. That wouldn't have been the difference, but still, it kind of gives you an idea. Running back one, Jarek Broussard, Colorado, uh, for Brian, forty-three. Yards on the ground, one reception, eight yards. Jeremy, robust performance from Lou Nichols the third, two hundred and nineteen on the ground, three touchdowns, one reception, seventeen yards, forty-two point six points. Jarek Broussard only net six point one. If uh, if if good old Brian S. was going to look back on what could have been, it would have definitely been who could have he got who could have he played if he had one more running back. He pretty much does it because Jeremy's positions were all hitting on uh, – they all did well. Brian had more super-duper big games and uh, – or super-duper big, uh, big games but then some underperformances. So Rashin Ali, uh, disappointing 2022 CFFL player, but in 2021, 203 yards – Three touches, uh, touchdowns on the ground. Adds another three catches for twenty-four yards in the air. Forty-three point seven points. Um, Jeremy always finding some Mac talent at running backs. He had Lou Nichols the third from Central Michigan, and now Brian Kobach. Two hundred three yards, four touchdowns, three catches, nineteen yards, forty-nine point two points. So even there, uh, Kobach outperforms Ali. So at this point, you are thinking. It's going to be tough sledding for Brian because Jeremy's just hitting on all cylinders. 72-42-49 to Brian 67-6-43. and 43. And we go to wide receiver. Devin Tompkins, U- Utah State for Brian S. Five catches, 67 yards, one touchdown, 17.7 points. Serviceable uh, output. But, again, Jeremy still hitting on all cylinders. Wandale Robinson out of Kentucky. Okay. Eight catches, 181 yards, 26 points. Like every single person is just shoving, like throwing 101 for Jeremy in this matchup. You know, Tompkins from Utah State, not a bad performance, but still just serviceable there. So, Brian S. has Romeo Dobbs, Nevada, future uh, Green Bay Packer. Huge performance, 11 catches, 159 yards, two touchdowns, 38.9 points. First time uh, that he is making up ground on Jeremy. Jeremy has Nathaniel Dell, huge 2022 CFFL star here, serviceable uh, performance, seven catches, 100 yards, uh, and a touchdown uh, for the Houston Cougar. So at this point, You're looking at the totals uh, through the two running backs and the two wide receivers. Brian is at 173.8 points. Jeremy is at 213.3. So we're thinking, hmm, what's going to happen here? We move to the tight end. Jeremy's got a pretty comfortable lead. But here comes Brian S. again. Okay, Greg Doolittle. Dulcich for UCLA, two catches, 75 yards, uh, one point every five yards for tight ends. That gives him 17 points. But then here comes Trey McBride, a massive superstar for Jeremy in 2021. Six catches, 89 yards, 23.8 points. So Jeremy is still on a roll at this point. You know, when you start to look at what the score is here 237.1 to 190.8. At this point, you're thinking it's not looking too good. Until a man by the name of Charlie Kohler brings this back, it's bringing Team Brian back from the dead. Charlie Kohler, Iowa State superstar, 12 catches. 152 yards and a touchdown, 48.4 points. It's almost worth a win by itself in the CFFL from that kind of production for a tight end. All of a sudden, that 48.4 goes up against Grant Calcaterra. I probably butchered his name. In the one in a billion you ever listened to this, Grant Calcaterra, I apologize, wasn't his best game. One uh, one catch, 14 yards, 3.8 points. So all of a sudden, Brian catches Jeremy. Jeremy at this point is at 240.9, and Brian is at 239.2, so less than two points separate them. Brian starts DeAndre Torrey, North Texas, running back. 109 yards, two rushing touchdowns, 22.9 points. Jeremy starts Dwayne McBride, UAB, sophomore, 144 yards, a touch, one catch, seven yards. So Brian outperforms him, 22.9 to 22.1. That brings it within one point. Of each other. And again, this is for the semifinals. And I don't want to go too much into this. Because there's a future podcast that talks about uh, all that could have been. And you got to remember here, uh, with our guy Brian. There's a lot of disappointment um, in, in Brian's tenure here. I mean, at this point, Brian has lost twice in the CFFL Championship, you know we get to the semifinals. Brian has lost. What do we got here? Three, four more times in the semifinals. Four more times in the semifinals, and interestingly enough, those four losses in the semifinals for Brian. Three of them have been to Jeremy P. 2014, 2016, 2021. This one stings the most, though. He also lost to Justin B. in 2017. This one's the one that stings the most, though. We get to the defense Ohio State defense, seven points, 224 yards given up, a fumble recovery, two sacks. This Nets Brian. 40.6 S 40.6 points for a grand total 302.7 points. Iowa's defense 23 points 312 yards but the difference, two interceptions two sacks, a kickoff touchdown return and a defensive touchdown. That's makes it 312.8 points for Jeremy P. He beats Brian by uh, 10.27 points. Incredible. I mean, it's pretty remarkable. I mean, to have over 600 points in that game and – It's the only time that both owners have gone over 300 points. And you just look at everybody hitting on all cylinders. Again, there are other games to look at. There are championship games. Statistically speaking, the 2019 championship game featured the two best teams in CFFL history uh, to face off in the championship when Brian G. uh, beat the and But still doesn't matter what you've done through the regular season. The fact that, I mean, the quarterbacks, I mean, you can go down through any uh, statistic that you want here. Basically, these quarterbacks averaged 35 completions. They averaged 514 yards passing. They had a total 1,029 yards. There were 11 passing touchdowns. But the difference was that kickoff touchdown, defensive touchdown, and the fact that Bailey Zappi threw two interceptions. That's really everything that you're looking at here. But again when you're looking at the rushing yards total rushing yards in this contest 913 rushing yards by running backs we're looking at 153 and a half yards on the ground there were a total of five uh four I'm sorry five receiving touchdowns a total of 13 rushing touchdowns I mean, that is just – I don't think we're ever going to see another contest like that. And it just – this is the type of venue where I think it's important for us to relive those kind of moments because it's easy to just say, oh, yeah, that year I made it to the semifinals. That year I made it to uh, the quarterfinals. But to be that hard luck of a loser, and again, I don't want to go too much into the the misfortunes of Brian S because we have a whole uh, podcast lined up for that. But it kind of bleeds into this one because it is. It's the greatest game in CFFL history. But, you know, that really could change the fortunes. I mean, We'd have another jacket in the league. And maybe Jeremy doesn't have as many uh, titles. Maybe things go a little bit different but certainly with jeremy winning back to back titles now jeremy's twenty twenty one jeremy's twenty twenty one team was really good really 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 good much better than his twenty twenty two team his twenty twenty two team was i don't know what i want to say his twenty twenty two team was good it wasn't great though and when we look at the best players off those teams. Um, I mean, Trey McBride was just an absolute beast for Jeremy. And again, we're going to have a, a whole thing, uh, dedicated to Jeremy there, too. Um, but every player was playing up to their potential in that game. Bailey Zappi, the Ohio State defense, um, Bryce Young. I mean, there's just studs all over the field in that game. And that's what this is for, to relive those kind of insane moments to think, hey, I scored 302 points. No one has ever lost at that amount. The next time somebody lost was at 252 points in a freak accident by the name of Andy Isabella. And before that, it's 233 points. for To almost put up an extra 100 points and lose really shows you what kind of a gut-wrenching blow that loss must have been. Powerful. I remember watching that. I remember I remember just following those scores, thinking, gosh, could he take them down? Tough one. Tough one for Brian S. Um, longest tenured owner still looking for that first jacket. So close so many times. And I don't think any of them hurt more than this one. This was the one that really hurt the most because he had the team. He went for it. He made some savvy moves at the draft that year. A lot of great drafting. Sitting uh, sitting with the commish, figuring out how could he get some of his assets to really push his chips forward and put it in, and he did. I mean, he went for it, and it was a good play. I mean, he should have won it all in 2021. I'm, I'm talking over a future podcast, but I don't care. This was the greatest game in CFFL history. We've been around almost 20 years. And he deserves his moment, even though Jeremy um, Jeremy is seen as, as the winner. But when you look at who – I think – Jeremy's team was fantastic that year, but it's just so disheartening to know that someone had to lose that. Even if Jeremy lost, that that would have been bad because then you could look at we lost to Christian, he lost to Brian. These were two very difficult losses for him, but he's got the jackets. He's got the titles. This one really struggles for Brian because, man, I thought he had the team. I thought that was going to be the year that kind of put him over the hump because he's had some bad challenges uh, with – With Jeremy in the past. Now, Jeremy had the better team all year. His 2021 team was stacked. But still in that moment, gosh, I just thought Brian's team was going to be the winner. Okay. I'm glad we did this. I'm glad this was one of the first ideas that, uh, that we launched with this podcast. Because, mad respect to you, Brian. I feel bad for you on that one. And Jeremy is a dragon that needs to be slayed. And it doesn't look like it's happening anytime soon. We hope that you have enjoyed this trip uh, down memory lane. We will be coming back again um, soon to have more discussions like this and kind of get you caught up on everything uh, that's taken place in the CFFL past and what's to come. Hope you enjoyed it. See you all soon. Have a good evening.